0: At Utility Muffin Labs, we are dedicated to accommodating our consumer clients with uncontrived, austere, generalized, and adequate snack-based comestible muffin provisions for your cafeteria or common staff member gathering areas. We refrain from overt decorative adornment that can foment jobholder chaos and sedition. A saccharine workforce is a productive workforce. Procure your necessary muffin repository by visiting us at utilitymuffinlabs.com, on Facebook at Utility Muffin Labs, on Twitter at 25 Years of VTM, or Utility Muffins, all one word. On Instagram at Utility Muffin Labs, one word. Support the labs on Patreon at patreon.com slash twenty-five years of vampire the masquerade. And finally, adorn your human form with our t-shirts at tpublic.com slash users slash utility muffin labs. Utility muffin labs, think homogenous. You are now listening to the NerdWords Podcast, brought to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com. If you know your party's extension, please dial it now. Press 1 for customer service. Press 2 for podcasts. Press 3 to check on an order. Press 4 to eat at ManHands. Welcome to the NerdWords Podcast. I'm Nathan. And I'm Bob. And you may remember us from such podcasts as 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade. Yes. Or other episodes of nerd words you got it so what are we going to talk about today bob
1: question We're actually talk about it in the dark yeah good we, we do on. have a question that yeah. was uh, i saw it was on facebook uh, we have a facebook page yeah we do okay we we'll carry on it's tilly muffin labs uh facebook but you, you got it you got it i know that you was know goading you yeah right yeah it was goading you. you totally goaded me he totally goaded me We have a Twitter page, Bob? What's yeah, that Yeah, we like? do, we do We have that You know, I'm certain at the beginning of this It's going to be listed again <laughs> Yes We'll let you tell it hey, Like you tell you it you know what? People need to know <clears> those things Basically, the person who asked the question I know we like to be specific But I'm remembering it So, mm-hmm. uh, hit me off the cuff He had asked if our next version of uh, the the Paths podcast Which is, I, I, I guess they're calling it now uh, Which is fine mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> You are know, reviews of that um, loved it. Loved the humanity. Thought that was fantastic. Just wanted to know if uh, we're going to go over the roads, which obviously go before that. And I was like, you know, it's profound. Um, a yes. Obviously, you got to go over the origins of it. Uh, but his more to the point was about the Camarilla as a whole. Right. He said that, you know, the Camarilla elders, we had stated, uh, they're on they're humanity mostly. That's right. where the Camarilla, very few are on a, a path. Mm-hmm. So, but what about those who predate the Camarilla? Right and there's a couple things that came to mind you know on one end you can give the old go to which is there's no roads in the modern right they just refer to as paths for evolved. easier upkeep Right. that's how it goes which is true we infer that it evolved did they evolve or was it just a rules change did it just become simpler fact is is that they're so diverse from the roads that existed to the paths now i i feel they warrant their own review right uh, for yeah. for a lot of reasons and and we'll get to that absolutely but can you have an elder still on like for instance the Um, road of the devil is a good one, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's just a derivative, right? Road of the devil is actually, I mean, excuse me, it's called road of sin is the, there's the book it's in, but then it's like road of devil, path of screams, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And there's a, there's a bunch of them, but in the modern, it's called path of evil revelations. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, is it?
0: Or path of revelations, depending on what book you
1: read. Right. And it's like, is it? And the answer is no, actually those, none of those have any relation to each other. Uh, path to Evil Relations is his own thing. And we will review this. We right. will review this another yeah. time. But yes, obviously because of the disparity, there that is the whole reason we will go over it. And what you're going to find is you're going to make a grand mistake if you decide to say that a path is an update of the road. It's not true. Um, another part that he asks is, you know, can you go back from, if I go on a path, can I switch to a road or go back to humanity? I will tell you exactly what it says in the book. Nobody has accomplished such a thing. Right. When it comes to the vestiges of morality, the only way is forward. You know, think about it. Uh, they described it as being a sliding, you're sliding into a pit. That's humanity. And imagine that it, what a path is, is as you're about to land into the pit, you Indiana Jones over it to another path and are scrambling to climb up it. Right. You're trying to go as far away from the pit as you can. Theoretically, it is possible to go back to humanity. Right. Theoretically. I would argue um, that's straight metagaming. There's no way. To me, no, there is not. There's not even the remotest possibility. If I transition to to Road of the Beast, it is so far from humanity, there's no freaking way. Right, and
0: it it would be especially difficult to reconcile the, quote-unquote, for lack of a better term, sins you committed while on your path as you regain your humanity. Now, I suppose in a long enough timeline, over the course of a long enough game, with an engaged enough storyteller and player base, could you do this? Sure, you could. I mean, there, I actually physically responded to, uh, his name is Nick, Nick Clare. I actually physically responded to him. I did not address that, though. Um, but I feel like what what I did say, the point that I was getting at, was there really aren't any wrong answers in the world of darkness. However... It's really up to the storyteller to create the world and to create ramifications and scenarios that make sense within the confines of the genre.
1: I like to think we're high-profile STs. That means we take it to the full passion it was given. Right. We're not going to cut corners. We're not trying to... We're not, people aren't playing a video game when yeah, they play a game we run. Definitely. And, and when we're players in the game, we're not fucking around. Like, we're bringing our A game every time. And because of that, eh, we're serious about it. Yes, of course. It's 20 plus years of our life went this. we're going <laughs> right, to be as serious right. as it gets. You know, <laughs> yeah. I challenge you to find people even in White Wolf that are more serious about this. To be than totally fair, almost all
0: of my friend base, almost all the people that um, I call like family and loved ones have all been met through this game. Right. So, yeah, it's a pretty important aspect of our lives. And obviously we wouldn't do. Two podcasts a week about this game. If we were just like, man, you know, fucking humanity, just get it. Just don't get <laughs> it or get it. It doesn't
1: matter to dice roll. Nate, Nate. I'm on humanity, but last week I met that cool guy who was on Path to Honorable Court. You know what I would really like you to do, Bob? I really like you to just jump on that path. That'll help you to, you know, act more <laughs> like a badass. Is it like hopscotch? Yeah, no. It's uh, <laughs> it's obviously no. It's way way more serious than it, it has to be. Right yeah. now. I like, I like to also point out, I think we're, we're eccentric mm-hmm. for being like that because we're diamonds in the rough. You don't, you just don't see people that passionate about their games. At least we have not. And we've looked. Yeah, we've I looked. mean, look, uh, now I'm not saying I'm not, but hang on. I know, right, where, you're, no, I know where you're going right now. I'm not trying to marginalize anyone who doesn't. What I'm saying is it is a game, right? There L- are people that's are gonna, literally where I was going. There are people who are going to get it and pick it up and just go, yeah, let's have, let's have a fun night for four right. hours. Bring your food, bring your drinks. You talk out a game most of the time. Everyone's laughing, having a good time. There's a couple scenes that get ran, and you move forward. I feel like
0: we're we're passionate about the game while we're playing it, but we're passionate about the game all the time. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. We're passionate players, passionate storytellers, passionate about the source material, but just passionate about the game in general outside of a role-playing standpoint. You got it. So, yeah, you know what? Sometimes when you're really passionate about something, you really, like enjoy what you're doing and you, you know, consume it like it's uh, like it's water and you
1: need it. But you, you groove to you, it. Yeah, right. It resonates with you when you see it. So you have strong opinions, right? Right. And whenever you take a stance in opinion, you're not apt to have it budged at all, right? But we have to be open-minded because there's updates, there's versions, this is a game like any other right. role-playing game. Here's the thing. The vast majority of you listening to this are going to be like, yeah, well, I, I just don't take stuff that's serious. I guess I'm not worthy, or I suck, no. or maybe, not at all, not no. at all, in fact, you're the vast majority targeted audience, right? straight up, for every role-playing game, especially White Wolf, they want you to come and have fun, and that's, that's the game, right? so understand that, so your question is valid, because it's a mechanic question about, funny enough, really a non-mechanic thing, which is the morality of a vampire, and I know you take it to heart, You send them, it res- this question really hit me, because I remember asking myself this question as a storyteller, in a LARP, and involved a person who went from humanity to a low humanity. Another player was permitted to play an infernalist. This player didn't know, and the way I ran it was the tenements were given were fed to them, and they decided to slowly walk the infernal path and didn't know it and By the time it was too late, it's like you know they've already committed right, and it's like, can they go back? I allowed an exception for that person to go back, but they had to do something severe and that severity was to kill the very person who tried to get him to walk that path and uh he did he did the night they were like oh yeah sign a dotted line turn your soul over and he didn't know it i don't you ever tell a player they can go back in something because you ruin it for them right but self-sacrifice is what it was about and when he went to kill the guy who he knew was stronger and somehow pulled it off i didn't help him that was player versus player and he just knew his shit better than you on Infernal, which is by the way that's why you don't fuck with infernal shit no matter what, the deck stacked against you. Don't care what powers you get for your soul. Anyway, I digress. In that extreme, I felt that that person wasn't sold mm-hmm. to transition from a path and had a low humanity going back, and had a huge level of guilt to make up for the character. Ultimately, retired the character after that point, and I agreed with him. He had gone the distance, and yeah, this guy would like avoid politics and people and just try to fly the straight and narrow, being cursed as a vampire. So, um, let's review. Short answer, yes, there are roads. We will review them. Can some should someone go back to humanity or does the book say they can? It actually does. It says it's incredibly hard. It's the rare storyteller. They more or less outline it's not realistic right. because it's an all or nothing with with the humanity to a path. So I agree with that. It only makes sense. However, if you're running a loose game, and by loose, meaning it's just lighthearted, and you're not you're you're serious gothic horror, and that's cool, but you're more, you know. Like I said, hanging out with your friends and this is a game kind of going on in the background, then by all means, right. you know, don't don't cost static. Run your game how you, you want.
0: do. You do with your game what you want. At the end of the day, it's your game to do it. Um, and it's your decision whether or not you're going to take what's in these books, what's been outlined and utilize them for your your purposes to stay true to them. Um, you know, it's like I said, and it's like all the rule books say, like, these are just guides. These are guidelines. Yep. You know, don't ever think that you're wrong for running your game your player base will tell you whether you're wrong or not. And that's, you know, simple as that. And and quite frankly, there are going to be players that you attract based on the game that you run. And there are going to be players that are like, no, nah, that's not for me. And if you're doing like a live action game, you're going to get all of that and more. All Trust right, me, right. when you start getting 20 or 30 people, it's you're not going to please all of them. You're going to have people who are like, oh, I don't like this, this is stupid. And they're going to be real vocal about it. And sometimes they're going to be real ignorant about it too, but you know,
1: and I challenge you to hear them out, let them state their peace and stick to your guns. And they have, to, it's it's on them. Not you, you're the storyteller. It's always on the player. You run your rules as fair as you believe they are and never bend, never make exceptions, never make deals. Never take bribes. <laughs> I'm serious. <because laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Just just stick to it and say I'm the storyteller telling a story. This is the story I'm telling. Right. And this is why I don't allow this, and this is why I allow that. And it's cool you want to play this super special thing, but this, those super special things aren't allowed in this story at this time. I
0: absolutely 100% agree with you. The only time that you're ever wrong as a storyteller is when you're using your position as a storyteller as a position of power yep. so that you can gain or get over on other people. And if you're doing that... Pick something else, dude, Yep. go into sales
1: because I'll just tell you right now, every one of your players thinks you're a dick, and if they't if
0: they don't, they're in on it, yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> even the ones that like we've we've talked before about a game that we went to where basically there was a payer playing the storyteller's rent because uh, he wanted to play a super powerful character, and I would venture to state
1: even that guy thought the storyteller was a dick, eight hundred dollars a month. To walk around and say you're a super powerful, won't name the clan because everyone in Illinois will know exactly what <laughs> game we're talking about. And all you're really doing is a guy walking around and trying to portray something that you're not. It's in right. your head. Right. And on a the level, there's a sadness there. That, that Seriously, it's what it is. Because here's the thing when you chip in to help pay for a site that you're all going to play in, that's ownership of the game. Right. I'm paying and I'm serious enough to go. That's my buy and I'm going to go. When you're. Hey man, here's 50 bucks. I think you're doing a good storytelling job. Cool. Free and clear. You gave a gift. No big deal. Right. You don't ask nothing for it. The moment you're like, "Here's 400 bucks and I need these points because that opens up a door to where I want to hug that person and give them their money back. Let them know oh, life's absolutely. not that bad. That we're playing we're playing cops and robbers, we're playing we're playing knights and whatever. With, with sticks, and we're, we're, I just I,
0: want to put as many points on my sheet as possible so I can have all these incredibly powerful disciplines <coughs> I've never had before, or be in this awesome position of power. And yeah,
1: I mean, that's at the end of the day, we're playing Evolve make believe, right? That it's free, it's imaginative, right? That's what's supposed to be in those type of gaming scenarios. So if you're entertainment, different, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: if you know, if it's just you and two other guys, fuck it you know (laughs) right if as long as you both agree but you know when you have a
1: a population of people when 30 people come here and every adult wants to play let me tell you what entertainment's for it's to distract you from life that sucks that's exactly what it's for right it's to de-stress you so when you're suddenly paying for something that is that is to distress you and you pay excessively to make sure you're getting something you're not getting in real life you need therapy you don't need a game that is very true. Pay that to a psychologist or a
0: psychiatrist. You'll you'll get more out of it. Right, right. <laughs> Do you though, life is free, right? right? right Do your thing. Right. So you know, just sure. we
1: disagree and that's okay.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that happens all over the place and I, I would venture to bet we're not the only game that's ever uh we've ex- that's, you know, experienced that kind of shit in a game. Right. So But uh yeah. So hopefully uh that kind of answered your question. But also I sent you a message myself. That's for me. That's right, my that's right. my perspective. So <laughs> Um, yeah. So we were talking about uh Montreal,
1: right? We were Did Montreal by night. Fantastic book. So love book.
0: Applications of it. Like, um we've both played in games that took place in Montreal. Do you yep. have any memories from games that took place in there or from storytelling?
1: i uh well from storytelling, my favorite I'll go from the player end for once yeah that's different. I played La Sombra, who had the privilege of being part of 2517. In a game that you ran, actually, yeah, and I had a had a blast just talking to Jeff about it and got excited just reminiscing because I remember their their black hand and we were helping them and uh, how I got into the pack was my old pack was dying left and right because the Lasombra I was playing was a serious military wannabe rival to Polonia right uh, of the Lasombra clan and um, that's exactly what happened. I, I, that's what I thought was awesome. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to die. I literally took the hardest job possible. It was literally go take over Chicago and it was Chicago by night as is out of the book. And I remember being in the sewers. Oh, that, I
0: remember that game. Everyone
1: said, don't go to the sewers. It's the dumbest thing. You know, you don't do it. The Nost the Nost will disappear. And I was the ductus and I said, cowards have no place at my side. And we went in and we were taking out the people who knew the information and we were crippling that. And the hands like, yeah, thumbs up. And basically I didn't know because you had it that way. 2517 was following us. Mm-hmm. We were going in. I wasn't part of them yet. And I remember having to fight Khaled. And I was sitting there in the room and I was getting excited and I was amped up. And of course I know the rules. You know, of course you know the rules. But what made the scene was the fact that I knew the lore right. behind the behind the the fucking pack that we went to that went, you can do this, make it happen. You have the people. And I had loyalty in the pack. I didn't need a viniculum. That was the coolest part friends we had were on board right the the didn't matter where they came from this is where they were at and their ductus was a bad dude and they were going to rise to that challenge and i'll never forget kyle coming out of nowhere to kill me and i didn't make the roll to see him right but jeff did and, and the roll, <laughs> yeah. he threw himself in front of the sword blow and it cut him in half and when i frenzied it turned into a greek epic yep is what it did the most loyal member of my pack got cut in half and I lost my shit to the point the pack had to bail because I started collapsing the tunnel. Yeah. And then Khalid frenzied and it just went out of control. And I was like, man, was it cool because of the powers had happened in that scene? Of course it was. But what was cooler was the fact that, you know, pe- people forget there was a conversation that was had between Khalid and I. Yeah. When he talked about the fact that he was an old warrior and he was losing it. And you and you said it like a threat, but it wasn't. You you really role played the beast how close he was to a sale and i was cold stone i give a fuck not it's duty and he literally said i am just like you and he drew a blade and that was that and this is in the or he had the blade out and that was in the middle of the fight yeah i had the cavalry saber and then my tendrils were freaking out on me because i was barely holding back the frenzy and then my pack was just like we're gonna we're gonna fall into the shadows we're half blind we're striking anything not moving we know our ductus doesn't move which was true i didn't even realize it when i played that dude and fought shit had to come to me yeah I'm a goddamn Missamba and I'm a smacking around with tendrils They they developed. And an, I don't know, to me, it was like, if it was a movie, that's the shit I wanted to see about that loyalty and whatever. And then afterward, it was the honors of having to go back to Montreal because Khaled did flip. Mm-hmm. He literally gave info up to the black can and we didn't know about it. And when we got back to Montreal. That's when they were trying to put, I believe trying to put him on a path to stop him from falling gone. Yeah. And turned around and Ezekiel approached me and was like, here are the honors, this is what it is, you proved yourself to 2517. And I remember Resident Evil giving my first gold bangle. Yeah, to yeah put in I, my do, hair. I do remember that, yeah. And I was like, I was so hardcore into that character, I remember his name years fucking later. That's the impact of Montreal by night. And admittedly, for me to you, any story, any game we've ran that came out of that book, because it's well written, because those characters are so well developed, they give you what the Sabbat is.
0: Right. They, they honestly make those characters really incredibly easy to play. Yep. You know, they give you, you know, so much to motivation and loyalty and relationships. And they do it all without fucking silly charts and, right. and arrows. And, you know, hey, I don't want to shit on White Wolf. I, I think that they did the best that they could with the books that, you know, and sometimes charts are awesome. However, for me, I'm just like, ah,
1: I don't care. Uh, I really feel it was, a, it, was the, it was the fact that the Camarillo is a fuck-up organization. At the end of the day, I've always felt that.
0: It really, to me, has always seemed like an organization that spins its own wheels. Yeah. That it doesn't move forward, it doesn't move backward, it just <laughs> spins in the mud.
1: You're an inner council that is banded together by some guy's Yahoo's dream, who said, let's be the coterie of elders that doesn't die to the Anarchs. Right. And then and, and they took it from there and said, well, what if we can control the whole world of vampire populace? Right. Let's
0: devise a way to take every vampire we could possibly find and feed them full of propaganda and just create an environment where no one ever moves anywhere. No one right. succeeds. No one fails. You know, it, when they do, it's spectacular.
1: May the best elder win. Right. Yeah, rivals, sounds great. We're the inner council now. Right. We go from the founders to the inner council. It's like a closet full of murderers just waiting to stab each other in the back. And they create a Senate-like feel, right? right? I mean, this is what I love about it, too. White Wolf did their history. I mean, no shit they did, right? Right. Because there's all sorts of titles that the Venture use, that the Camarilla uses, (laughs) that all have their origins in history, of different cultures that use them, but those cultures historically fucked up as well i mean but here's what i mean by fucked up they tried and it and it wasn't refined enough right to be a success you know and because of that you're gonna have a failed senate no shit like my but only because i went through it in college and i loved the paper just talking about how the fact back in the day you know the, the greeks democracy would be composed of whatever city-state was allowed to represent 50 members were sent to a special polis to have a, a, a democratic debate about what they were all going to be doing. Mm-hmm. But it's like 500 people getting in a room, and the loudest one was heard. Right. No one of title. Everyone was equal. How did it get shit done? How did it even happen? Right? That alone is amazing, and they're trying to parcel that shit out. And hearing that, and I was like, oh, cool. Well, now try to imagine... It's not the mortals. Right. But it's elders who hold to that mentality that hey it worked back in the day. Oh, absolutely. Oh, come on. And
0: you know, this is uh not to say that either of us dislike the Camarilla. No. Like it's a great setting, great environment to Field run a story. game, to to play. All the best games we've ever played were Camarilla games. However, the Sabat cities, you know, especially when you talk about Montreal, there's just so many different like you you are a fan of horror sabbat games are the way to go. Oh, yeah. Not not necessarily even because you're the monster. Like, yeah, you're the fucking monster. <laughs> but also, Montreal is one of those places where every you know turn of the corner could become a slasher film. You know, <laughs> there's there's so many dark, mysterious, evil things waiting to
1: there's things worse than you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Worse than your sect. And not just that, it's not like you know, the aliens from the aliens films come out right. of somewhere. But the fact is, yeah, you're Sabat. There are older Sabat members who are still, some would say worse, alienating and savage. Right. And they have little chores for you to do that could be an entire story for a pack. That one is more game based on undoing. Right. You know what I mean? Sabat are doers. They're movers and shakers. You can't be a wallflower in a pack. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have shit to get done. And that's, and that's that. And I think that's the draw, right? Right. And I think that's the challenge. You're going to run a Sabat game... Especially in Montreal, it's great that you know the politics. It's great you know who's in charge, you know who's going for it. How the hell do you compete with the shepherds in twenty five seventeen for the title of Archbishop? Right. You know, which is smack dab in the hands of uh, Carolina velez
0: Well, and you know the other thing too was when this book came out, or more more accurately, when like I knew of this book having existed. I think about the time it came out, like I had just started playing, so the sabat wasn't even really a thing, like. I didn't really know about the Sabbat. My only real exposure was, you know, second edition tabletop book. Um, and I heard about the Sabbat and there were people in in the game that were Sabbat. And I was like, I don't really know what that means. But, you know, based on all the shit I'm hearing, I'm like, <laughs> it sounds great. Right. Cool. But I didn't really know anything about it. And at the time, you know, we're, we're talking like second ed live action. There really wasn't a whole lot of readily available information about them and then you know you get some some more books and you get a little bit more knowledge and you're like man this is kind of cool but like i wonder how a place like that like how a city that houses the sabbat how does that even function right and then you find this book and you're like oh oh that's a sabbat book okay and it's like oh shit like i have a much brighter realization of what a Sabat city is like, the similarities and the differences between a Camarilla city and a Sabat city, and really, then that's when I I really started to go, wow, yeah, this is really cool. Like the Sabats, not just like the the boogeymen bad guys that don't give a fuck about nothing, right, uh, you right. know. Which is really at that time like how you view you viewed them. Most games you'd go to were Camarilla games. Couldn't really play Sabat, you know. Or there's the witch coven infernalist group. Right, we don't really love Sabat characters, but like the storyteller, and I think it was because of like the storytellers, they always wanted to use the Sabat as the bad guys, but you never got to play the Sabat. Like you only only the top tier players ever get to play Sabat. Uh, but like you know, it makes you interested. You get a book like that, and you go, "I want to play a Sabat game. I want to run a Sabat game." Boom. You have your own game.
1: That's why. That's why I'll admit this is some uh, secrets of Bob here. Mm-hmm. That's why I have a, my number one bias is asking a storyteller like it's not a character because you always get a little time to get to know your SD, no matter right. what the game is. It's like, oh man, you a fan of horror films? And they're like, oh, uh, not really. I'm already halfway out the game. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm halfway out the game. Right? What right. the fuck do you know about gothic horror if you're not a fan of horror films? Like, you could be cool. He could have said. Eh, I like only films about possession, but more or less I'm cool. You know, yeah, or, okay. or like I, I just,
0: you... I'm a partial of fiction. I'm not really that big into movies.
1: So, okay, cool. You're, you're, right. you're well read at least. And right. I've read a lot of horror books. Sometimes that's better. So, and I'm, but I'm still there. But when you're like, oh no, I don't necessarily like, you know, being scared. is not my thing or whatever. Or worse, I'm not afraid of anything. So I don't watch war films. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> what I'm looking for, man, is that you have at least a basis, right, to plagiarize enough to make the game interesting.
0: Right. Use your themes and elements. You know. So you, you can't. You can't. You can't really plagiarize if you're taking influence. That's. That's what I've learned. Right. You know. Right. In the world, there are themes. There are. You know. There's concepts and tropes, and man, putting them in a game like. You're just running a game. You're just literally giving people the entertainment that they've either paid their money or their time to come and enjoy.
1: But it's good, but that's <clears> all, <throat> they always end up being the guy. Like, no, man, just give him shots. Cool, it's cool. Okay, cool. Everybody starts off in a bar. <laughs> They're all looking at each other. Go. Yeah. Okay. Welcome
0: to Rockford. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You meet at this house, and there's bodies everywhere. You're gonna go to the bar and kill the Camarilla. Oh, okay.
1: All right, so we're just gonna we're just gonna do that. You can go in. <laughs> there. All right, all right. The sombras in the back cooking barbecue for this of me. Mm-hmm. So you just you know when you, when you want some if you want a meal. All
0: right, just we, chip in, bro. We get to the bar. What's going on? Doa guard, seventh generation bruja. What's going Doesn't on? Let you in.
1: You ever seen the movie Coyote Ugly? That's what's going on here. <laughs> Ladies dancing up on the bar, making drinks and getting down. And when you get closer, some big Frankenstein brute pulls out two shotguns, uh-huh. sawed off, and points them at you. Oh, you're sabat. Why
0: don't you step back from the door
1: bitch oh, okay i was not expecting that toughest guy in the building the door guy <laughs> centuries old it's <laughs> it's it's al-mudin majadin he is risen from torpor they call me al the bouncer now. right and he becomes al the bouncer because someone told him the toughest job to see this trench defending coat? And the, defending the club from <laughs> the external forces of the night do you
0: see this trench coat it's so badass,
1: it wears its own trench coat. <laughs> My trench coat is
0: a trench coat. You care to guess what I got under it? Sword, katana, shotgun chainsaw
1: what do you want pussy oh okay. <laughs> wait a minute just you're attacking me i only have level three potents oh the other packs the rest of the packs coming through the door too now i have level five potent, <laughs> celerity, and fortitude don't forget protean i'm tired
0: of this fight flick oh shit dude where'd you get that level six that was
1: crazy that's crazy you know we would have all not fucked with him mm-hmm. if he just would have been not superman that's, that's weird you're a bruja and you're the door guard and you now have
0: a you've got tendrils that's weird. we're not bitter <laughs> at all <laughs> we're not bitter at all got it i got eight steaks what
1: here's, the fuck here's the thing i don't think we are bitter because that's no. actually there's like nine games i know you and i have been to together mm-hmm. that were like that yeah I, I think the best one though was still being at gen con you guys were Sabat and i was the Asimite buddy mm-hmm. that was with written into my background yeah. to be your buddy because i was supposed to lie and tell you i wasn't Sabat. Mm-hmm. and i was like well we're gonna go do the valdry aren't we it's like yeah well there goes my cover <laughs> Right. <laughs> so yeah, I want right. to just let you guys know out the gate. I'm um, I'm an astomite. Uh, all
0: right guys, game on. All right. Um, hey pack, let's go do the Valdry right now.
1: Fuck. Right. It was not even thirty <laughs> seconds. Like you guys should probably know I'm an astomite. Oh, you grabbed that? A- yeah, but uh we We're about to do this Valdry. You want me to do this too? Or do you you know, leave it out with what what are you here for? Oh, I'm here to kill the camera. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, come on there in and have wrong. a drink. So, yeah, just have a sip. It's cool. Don't worry about it.
0: As long as you don't mind uh, a right. little little blood uh, <laughs> sharing. For Yeah, good it turns reason.
1: out as an asamite warrior, I don't mind drinking blood at yeah, all. Yeah, it's
0: really weird that that would happen, that, you know, um, they would stick an asimite with a pack of sabat, and the pack of sabat or any sabat really, uh, tend to be a blood-consuming ritualistic group, <laughs> you know?
1: Totally cool. Easiest infiltration ever. They know. And then, but that wasn't, that wasn't the worst. It was going, we all went feeding. <laughs> I remember going and I was, I had to take a shit. Excuse me. It, right. You know, we called it uh, taking a con t- taking a congressional meeting, I believe was the code at that right. point.
0: Sometimes we call it filing some papers. Yep. It was the good. The office.
1: And, uh, and I'm gone for like, you know, 20, 30 minutes and I come back and when I come back, you're still in the scene. Yeah. I thought it was a quick feeding and I have to find you somewhere. It's like, nah, we're not throwing chops. Like why? Turns out he tried to feed in a guy in the back that guy is a ghoul mm. and then they're all ghouls yeah he whistled the, the- it was a code everybody has guns everybody has stakes. and then the <laughs> La Sombra elder came floating into the room
0: yeah it was it was an army of retainers with fast shotguns and ju- stakes out the wazoo. The, and the best part was how
1: you shortchanged them. So what happened was we shortchanged them. Right. We, you shortchanged them and you guys did it by using the rules. Oh, yeah. Like he kept... <laughs> he's like, I'm going to blow five tendrils and all those tendrils are going to attack you and you were like at the end of the round. Yeah. He's like, well, their action goes last per the book. You're right. No, they don't. Yeah, it does. Well... They go on my turn. No, they go at the end I of the guess round. so. Well, he actually did that. Remember that he kept looking at me? uh uh-huh. He's like, is that true? And I'm like, you're looking at me, the player? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's totally true, though, surprisingly. Well, I, I just know that you ran Gen Con before, and I was like, yeah, the whole of Gen Con I ran. I ran yes, it. That makes me qualified. Mm-hmm. So strangely, I was at the moment. So, And then, who did it? It was, uh, I think it was Chris Collier who dreadgazed him. Mm-hmm. So he had to, fa- all he did was turn around. Yeah lost the who just turned his back so his tetrus could still attack
0: well and they they gave me this fucking shamaze that had like fucking level 5 like path of flame or some shit like that and gave me gave me that gave me fucking like dual mind gave right. me fucking uh elemental mastery like all this just ridiculous fucking powers and Was like, ah, this room full of ghouls is gonna kill you, and I was like, great. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna light the fucking thing on fire, right? And he's like, oh, they're gonna, they're gonna, uh, you know, they're gonna try to get through the windows, and I was like, all right, cool. So I'm gonna use this weather control that I have to just blast out all the windows, and then I'm gonna suck all of the air and oxygen into the club and just make it a giant towering inferno. But then I had this other fucking ritual or whatever that, and I don't even remember what it was, but it just like let me basically. Cancel flame, Extinguish. so it was just, yeah. Yep. So it's just like, all right, everybody, just we're gonna sit in the eye of the hurricane and I'll just m- yep. murder the world with a fucking fire
1: hurricane. And why'd you do it so you couldn't use tendrils, right? Because <laughs> he kept Because uh, he wouldn't let us feed. That's what happens when you have an ST who just decides that he's gonna play uh, his character, nerd, nerd dick whipping. That's what I call it, right? His character. So it's, so it's his character that he overstacked and he doesn't know the powers he has. It's completely unrealistic. He doesn't care about the story. It's just the win, the win, the win. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, I'm watching people who paid 40 bucks to be here in this fucking game. And it's, it's like, dude... And I remember you guys said it multiple times, like, look, if we just get killed here, can you just kill us? Right. Narrate the story. We'll get new characters and cool. You're a badass, man. We're No, nah, we're going to scene as is. You never know. Oh, no, we're going to roll it out. out. We're going to roll it out. You guys always have a chance. I don't want to be the guy that doesn't give a fair shake. No, but you're going to be the guy that keeps adding powers to your sheet. Right. Why? He asked me on three occasions to check a power that he was using. So you guys knew it was on his sheet. Yeah. It was grapevine. <laughs> grapevine gets printed. Right. So when I go over and grab his sheet and he doesn't have a thing of thaumaturgy, yet he's floating and right. using <laughs> right. movement of the mind on people. Right, right. I was like,
0: yeah, dude, cool. Just oh yeah, them them or them uh, them stories. It's but terrible. Uh, yeah, no, it's it but that that's the that's the peril of going to a game and we've said it till we're blue in the face. Like, you're a storyteller. You're not here to 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 fucking what do I care? You have a cool character. You made your own cool character. Ca- <laughs> Motherfucker, you're a storyteller.
1: You can make all the cool characters. What about the mental breakdown storyteller? <laughs> the mental breakdown storyteller is the one that happens when you know the rules and you mm-hmm. walk up to them and you're you're role playing the story they had out mm-hmm. and nothing went their way. Right. Nothing went away of the story when you could tell it didn't. And you're like, you go up there and you're waiting for your scene to run and they're sitting there and, and all of a sudden, you know, they call someone and about 20 minutes later, someone shows up and they get a Subway sandwich. And they're just having a meal. Mm -hmm. And you're waiting on him. Right. You know, game's on. Right. Now you're just waiting. You're in transit. You're in transit. He's going to eat food. He's eating chips. And you're just watching the clock. You're looking at him like, is this happening? The fuck's going on? It's like, oh, you know, da da da. And then you walk up, right? Everyone knows that the moment one of you walked up to talk to him, he was waiting for his literal breakdown moment. Right. And you have to give it to him. I've been in knees no less than a dozen times. (laughs) And I love him every time. Because it's always, it just, just hear me out. Mm-hmm. we were in Chicago. Won't name the organization because you know organizations. There's always a bad apple, and they're they're running this out of an old like ballet school. We everybody there paid like ten bucks, it's like a twenty dollar membership fee for the organization. It was ten bucks for the site to run it. You know whatever. Right. But you can go there like twice a month. They run a game and just you know everything. We get there. Apparently, it's werewolf night. Right, Like, right. like werewolves are next door, don't go there, and we're over here. Somehow, these werewolves were allowed to come over to jump someone. Right. And these are all literally 300 point plus characters. We arrive on next to nothing. It's our first night. Yet, the character and background we wrote is hardcore. So hardcore. It was like two STs have to approve some shit, and that was a bureaucratic nightmare. And they were like, yeah, 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 but give it to them. We got 40 extra points. But, storyteller spends them. Whatever, I built 753, so whatever you had right. on is just, just gravy. And so, cool, they add stuff, whatever, you get your background in. And this is the plot is all we know it. We're coming in, and this super sheriff walked up, walks right up to me. Who the fuck are you? Why are you here? This is an art gallery. You know, ballerinas and shit. <laughs> and you know, because that's just how I... Tr- it's, it's a trait of mine. It's actually bad role-playing. Whenever somebody is that not playing a character... Right. And wh- how do you know? Let me point out something to you folks. Predators in the wild do not walk up to each other in a group. Like, if there's a pride of lions, one lion not part of that pride doesn't walk up across the river and up to the biggest lions. Like, who the fuck are you? And what are you doing here? Doesn't happen. Why do I want you to use that? Well, Bob, we're, they're vampires. They're not even. What are you getting at here? Well, you have a beast, right? Right. <laughs> right. And this is why I love Requiem, and Requiem, predators taint. Right. You know we're beasts. We shouldn't try to force each other to frenzy. That should be at least I shouldn't walk up and shit in your mouth. Exactly. You shouldn't try to do that because if I frenzy, whether I'm an elder or not, you're violating the masquerade. You're forcing an encounter. So immediately, I'm just like, fuck this guy. I'm just going to literally, and I'll admit. Why? Took forever at that bureaucratic nightmare. Bad taste in my mouth. Now I'm over here finally playing the character two hours in of a four-hour game, and now I'm playing, my first interaction is I'm going to get bullied? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Let's go to the hill. Walks over. Yeah, I'm so-and-so. So So it turns out I'm over 700 years old. Also turns out I might be a founder of a bloodline. So that said, (laughs) what clan are you? Because you might be mine. What? He's like, what, Jack? I'll tell you, number one, I am not in your clan and even if I was, oh, I'm not in your clan. Right? I don't give a fuck about you or what you have to say. And uh-huh. everybody in the harpy's like, "Oh shit, he said that!" And then they start literally high schooling it. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Ooh, ooh, what else are you gonna say? Are we fucking for real?" <laughs> right? And I'm like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna cool it out. Cool it out." Dominic was there with me. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I, I love Dominic to death. because He's always the, the like the righteous right hand man, you know. And he's over to the side. He's like, you know, Bob. You know, taps me. I'm looking over. This dude's still yelling and talking some nonsense. And this guy is like a quarter of my size and he's trying to get in my face. He's in my face if I'm sitting down and I was right. Right. So Don points at some people behind me and I guess there was a crowd that was coming up to stake me for the social offense, which is also, um, what the fuck? Right. So I stand up to address the threat. He's getting pissed off. I'm not afraid of him. When I stood up and he had to look up at me and understand that he's looking up at, he has to look up to even see my eyes <laughs> right. so it's like a toddler wants to yell at me right and i must live in fear and i'm sitting here going i should be i know i should be afraid i'm trying i can't right right he's 700 years clan founder dude i don't give a fuck i just don't <laughs> and so at this point i'm telling dom we're gonna we're in the city let's just go get dinner and we're done with this game i'll treat it dude which we'll needs to ah man we'll split it fucking this is a wash for both of us all right i go to leave we get out. I don't tell the storyteller goodbye. They still think we're role-playing. uh uh-huh. I just turn like, la- you're being summoned, bro. You're being summoned. And the sheriff goes and throws a chair and sits down in a chair. Fucking walk out on me. And I hear him talking. I'm now beyond pissed off. Right, as you there's, should be. There's a level of rude that we just hit. I was going to, f- oh, my God. And I remember Don, bro. Just don't hit him. <laughs> they're, they're in character. They didn't know we were leaving. I was like, I get that shit, but like this is fucking nonsense rude. Right. And he's like, going, okay, cool. Just fucking, you know, do you, Bob, but you know, all right, cool. I'm like, all right. I walk over and I stand up and I'm like, what? Just what? Look, man, we got some troubles in this city. I don't know if you know, was are in town. They're fucking up left and right. We just got to make sure you're not a werewolf. Well, you're 700-year-old jack. You don't have a system yet? <laughs> Nobody, right? This is fucking Chicago. We're in downtown. Like werewolves are such a problem. They're walking up in three-piece suits and fucking your ass up with what? Furry taxes? I don't understand what's <laughs> going on. You know, and you know, a couple people are toning it down and whatever, and the guys are around like to stake now. They've been waiting. And I start getting churlish. I'm like, literally, let me get this straight. All of you come to Elise and sit around to wait till somebody pisses one of you off so you can team up on them. Every right. fucking one of you are an there. And it takes elders and this one chick goes out of game and go, we don't know what points you were given, but two <laughs> storytellers signed off on your sheet. And we're looking for someone who might be the ghoul of Cain. <laughs> what? Hold on. Hold on. Now, Dom, which was the best goes, bitch, are you out of your mind? We literally just got here tonight. We don't know who any of you are. Right. Like fucking. No, we're not the. And the storyteller's just going to go here and play Kane's Ghoul. <laughs> okay. I'm like, cool, valid. Might be a plot character. Don't know why they'd let me do it. Yeah, but also, y'all
0: probably shouldn't be metagaming.
1: Right. And, they're just, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, cool. So let's go with your assumption here. And they're like, what? Let's just say out of game, all of you think I might be this thing, right? Well, yeah. How do we defend against that? Well, you're 300 plus characters, right? He's like, yeah, I bet more than one of you has a shit ton of charisma. They're like, yeah, like a, like a bunch of socials. Like, yeah, I'm clearly the guy who just got in from out of town. Maybe buy me a drink? How about how about butter me up? Right. right. And uh, the harpy's like, uh, guys, getting game, getting game. You know, occasionally ask me an area. Let's just move this on, moving along, moving along. Okay. And then the harpy decides to be a harpy. Uh-huh. Walks over to the sheriff's like, when we're done, he's getting staked. And points at Dominic. Uh-huh. Dom's like, what the fuck are you staking me for? Right. And he's like, well, we're not going to stake him. He's pretty cool. We figured it out, but you didn't say nothing, but we got to teach a lesson. I got to rep. And Dom's like, right. So Dom does what anybody would do. He goes over to Storyteller and gets his item card signed off on. He's got stakes. <laughs> he's got like diesel fuel in a, in a glass jug or some shit. You just get all sorts of shit approved of. And suddenly, and this is how I see it. Dom right now has a burlap sack of pain from santa claus it's just getting filled up it's like a black bag of fuck off and this this Mm. fucking dude is sitting on his ass still just trying to burn a hole through my head Mm -hmm. and finally i'm like out of character i was like no offense dude after the end of this game we could just go outside right like you're having that bad of a life that you want to fucking throw it all away this is how you want to check out of the world is fight the guy who doesn't have to have an effort to kill you (laughs) that's it's the dumbest thing but you know what i believe in civil service so we'll figure it out And, and dude's just like no man no we're cool we're cool we're cool it's just you know i don't take chances my guy he's a fanatic and you know yeah yeah save your nah, nah. fucking explanations you know, for exact, someone who gives a shit
0: exactly so we can get through that the fucking immortal words of dave mustaine fucking tell it to reader's digest we dude. get
1: through that and i told you this is a moment where the st goes walks over and he says are you the crew that's gonna go and deal with that whole werewolf shit what <laughs> Like, I'm trying to live through the room. Right. (laughs) No, I'm not part of the crew to go deal with some werewolf shit. And the sheriff goes, tell you what, you go handle our werewolf problem, I'll make you a fucking deputy and your buddy's fine. Did you just tell me, in the most metagame fashion, I now have to go handle the werewolf problem or you're going to kill my buddy? Right. (laughs) He's like, yeah, all right, I guess that's what I'm doing for the remaining hour of this night sure (laughs) everyone's suddenly cool we're all awesome they don't have to risk their characters we're cool in the gang (laughs) we get to the side and the storyteller is like you know sitting over he's like i'll with you in a minute let me eat my food and whatever i just got here tonight wait a minute you're late and and you're just now eating it's 11 o'clock right i paid 10 bucks to be told to go jerk off (laughs) <laughs> holy shit and he, and he and he fucking he's eating so he goes you know what <sighs> you have no idea how hard it is to be a part of an organization where i'm responsible for hundreds of people who sign up who come in they come out they leave and they're here blah 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 blah. my wife left me recently i got all these hardships i got bills to pay i got all and i sat there's like time out time out time out and he's like what Whoa. bro i actually do feel for you that all that happened and that is a lot of stress to go through and that's tough do you ever think that maybe you should step back from storytelling for a little bit that maybe you shouldn't be like, this is supposed to be altruistic. Like you story right. tell knowing it's thankless. You story tell knowing that you got a good story right. and you want people to, to like go through it and have a good time. That's what it's about. And if you didn't want to do that, just take a step back, man. And I'm cool with that tonight. Take a step back tonight, tag in that other ST and call the night. And the fucking guy goes, you know what? You're right. Fuck them. No scene. <laughs> dom quick as a hiccup can we get our 20 bucks back <laughs> right do some right. Duh. but it, it gets better other storyteller nope we're extending game another two hours tonight it's cool man we knew you you, you were kind of going through some stuff she so had to step back so immediately i know the immaturity level is through the fucking roof wow this is just so like how a this is going whirlpool. down whirlpool it's a shit show this this is like a toilet full of doo-doo getting so flushed so this is down. <laughs> so, so we're like, cool, so what do you want us to do? Go over to the other half, which is weird. It looked like half the building was in a fire, and they reconstructed <laughs> it, right? It's like a black room. They just put black paint over everything. <laughs> like, it's nighttime, right. but it's it's in the summer, so it's hot anyway, but we're like, this is, uh, like, oppressively warm right, in here. Right. That's where all the werewolves are. It's like 30 werewolf players all walking around, pretending to be crinos, crawling, doing whatever, sweat dripping off their head. And I'm like... You guys are suffering in this room, huh? <laughs> yeah, what's funny, there's like 15 vampires on the other side, windows open. Air fucking conditioning running. Throw it out, looking pretty good. Must, must suck all that nature <laughs> over here. And so we go over, and uh, the guy's like, nah, because you guys were the ones going at the BSDs, right? <laughs> right? Right? I turn around and look at Dominic, and Dominic throws his item cards. He hears it, I watch He just in Italian fashion, like, fuck it. <laughs> Cards go like 52 pickup. And the ST's like, you gotta pick those up. Those are signed off. Oh. Stops picking them up. And he picks up one, two, when the guy's looking, it just leaves the rest of the ground. Just fuck it. We get to run the seed. And they tell us that we go to the uh, to the water tower building in Chicago. Uh-huh. And when we get there, we could feel a power and a presence. And this hot chick comes walking out. She's in a leather trench coat, nothing else. With a feral look in her eye and some wicked blade dripping green ichor off of it. Yeah. She's a badass, clearly. I didn't tell you my clan, which is the part that cracked me up. I'm a torador, <laughs> Right? So she comes walking out all big bad. a uh, Hard time fighting rickets. Right? <laughs> and Dom, Dom's a goddamn bruja. Right. Of course and, or no, is. Or no, Excuse me, I apologize. Was a was a Ventrue pretending to be a bruja. That's distinctively <laughs> important. So, um, because we ran Anarchs. That was the idea. Anyway, they come come walking up and she's like, you ready to walk the spiral? And I'm like, are we ready? Sure. (laughs) Is the spiral like, uh, we know what it means, but we're not werewolves. We have no idea of the world. Is that like, is that where you explain to us why you're like really pissed off all the time? (laughs) What are you talking about? Hey, you're like werewolves, right? So you're really pissed. And like, I don't know, the earth is your mother and the sky is like filled with worms and they got to go. Starts laughing. You guys are pretty cool. Listen, uh, who put you up to this? And we're like, funny you asked that. <laughs> there's a real angry guy sitting in there and he's this sheriff. We, we don't even know what the fuck that means, really, because the sheriffs we knew were like level headed and would like gauge you and are only a dick when you fucked up. Apparently showing up is fuck up in his book and this dude just a jag off. I know the very guy you talked to. You've met him. Uh, we've had a thing he's your ex-boyfriend what's going on and she's just like playing the role about maybe five more minutes of her trying to explain awkwardly the relationship this BSD has in this weird city with the vampires next door in the ballet theater I was like um are we supposed to kill you? (laughs) you couldn't even fathom how to kill me and it's like in the (laughs) Kronos form (laughs) and shit and we're like no truly we can't hey you're awesome guy's out of game you're not gonna kill it it's a Black Sprout dancer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, bro, out of game, show me that lore on sheet. I don't know what the fuck this yeah, is I other mean, than
0: scary. No offense, storyteller, but I'm a vampire, and I don't know what the fuck a black spiral is except for some shit on the cover of a nine-inch it, nail's album.
1: Dominic used the most brilliant logic ever because at this point, the storyteller I was so pissed off at, uh-huh. I couldn't speak. <laughs> like, I was stunned to silence at how fucking ridiculous this was. Like, it was a night. Like, right. we went from working all week to come out and try this game. Yeah,
0: he drove all the way out to the what city. What fuck? Right.
1: And Tom goes, look, asshole, we're going to tell you like this. We were sent here by that cunt in that fucking room who said to come here because that sheriff, the other cunt, sent us the fuck over here and fuck you for having us have to come to you when you could have just walked over here with your naked ass and called it a day. And right now, a giant bear, a giant talking bear, fuck that, a grizzly gets mad and ran over to talk shit. Just think about that. (laughs) No, we didn't run away. And no, we didn't attack it. The talking bear wants to yell at us. <laughs> what did we do the fuck wrong, bro? Right. And the and and guy's like, calm down, calm down, guys. You're taking this off. I was like, man, we're not taking this anyway. Our imaginations have limits. Right. And, and right now, you're like, you're not going to fit in the vampire line of things. And it's pretty common for a LARP game to have a mix from the populations yeah. up there. So we got somewhere. Well, it was okay. But we didn't meet. We didn't talk. We didn't do anything. We were sent out of game by the other ST who had a fucking emotional breakdown and decided to send us over here to go kill, well, your plot character, who we don't know anything about and have no problem with. All we know, naked hot chick with a knife that'll stab you looks poisonous. It's going to suck. But we're dead. Hey, lady, you're going to catch a cold. It's about the best (laughs) we have. How it culminates is... The chick gets mad. She whistles and like BSDs come out of the sewers and out of the building. And we're like, well, we're dead then. Right. No, go show us who this angry guy is. We walk in there. They declare mass combat. They walked into the building behind us and jumped the sheriff. He died. (laughs) Right. He gets killed. Like they jump in and they're fucking him up first. And he's like, I knew I should have fucking killed you guys. We left. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally should've. in the middle of it. They're like, oh, stay for the comments. It's going to get good. You're going to get a shit ton of XP for it. Fucking great for coming out. You guys are good role players. Like, we didn't role play. Right. How are we? We didn't role play. Some dude had an emotional breakdown over a subway sandwich. <laughs> That's what happened. We came up here for therapy. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Who knows what game that was. Yeah, I just... I'm not specific, but I'm willing to bet if you read between the lines, you can guess. <laughs> so, I'm just saying.
0: Well, uh... i think that about wraps it up for this podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah what's that to do with montreal nothing it's an awesome book yeah yeah montreal is great you should take cues from it if you're gonna do things like have demons and wacky things that dwell in the darkness take a cue from that as how to do it right (laughs) no one's telling you you shouldn't
1: nate nate has a clip that i hope he includes (laughs) of this podcast Mm -hmm. and it tells you about not being a motherfucker (laughs) i think that's ideal that's that's something that needs to be a utility muffin standard (laughs) if you're going to be a storyteller enjoy your game love your players it can be stressful monitor your stress manage your stress get your group so you can do that well keep a good face and you'll have a good game stay open-minded and stick to your story and if you can't do it anymore don't yeah don't don't do
0: it because you feel like you're obligated you're most of the time working for free and if you're working for a paycheck get a podcast true <laughs> you said it I, what am i gonna do live yeah there right, you go right. done yeah. done <laughs> anyways folks thank you for listening uh we definitely appreciate you participating uh we will be back next week for more 25 years of vampire the masquerade and hopefully a bunch more stuff so stick around maybe the black spiral dancers won't get you
1: <laughs> <laughs> you All know
0: right. what happens if you want
1: to pen one more time
0: I fuck your father in the shower and have a snack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You are a motherfucker because of all the motherfuckers that exist. Don't be a motherfucker.